praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, worship team. You all sounded beautiful this morning. Amen. Amen. As we get situated, y'all see I'm not on my cane. Mm. Oh. I'm supposed to be on it, but I'm not on it. But uh, I'm, I'm, my knee is healing much better. I was in uh, physical therapy on Friday, and that man liked to kill me, but I was like, go ahead, do what you need to do. But a uh, very nice young man, his name is Brett. He's a Christian. And he knows my situation. He lost his father this past Easter. And his father was a pastor. And so, you know, we were just ministering to each other. And uh, he was beginning to tell me, he said, uh, you know, I'm sorry for what, what all you've gone through because I'm a little bit behind. I'm lagging in my physical therapy because just things happened. I wasn't able to go and get, you know, stay on track with, the, with, with my physical therapy. But, um, when I came in, he says, my goodness, you've really been doing well. You're doing well, because I have to get to 120%. I was at 115, and I got to 120. That's because he was pushing on it. I have to get to 120 permanently, but he got me all the way down to 120. And he was just saying, you know, you have to really be aggressive at what's going on, because uh, you're behind the eight ball, and the scar tissue is beginning to build up, and if you don't, you will be limping for the rest of your life, or they'll have to go back in. I said, oh, no. First of all, they ain't going back in. <laughs> and if I have to limp, I'll just be like Jacob, amen, because um, I know that God is going to heal me fully because I am being obedient to the process that he, is, he has called me to be. And that's what I just want to talk about this morning, amen? Talk about the healing process. Um, when something, whether that healing is from a pain, a hurt, a surgery, but really want to talk about the healing process. And I want to thank all of the elders and ministers and just all of you, all the members that have just kept me lifted up in prayer, all of the elders who have just been bringing the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to thank you. And we just want to, we just want to do what God, what God is asking us to do with this time. And so, uh, you know, I am constantly before the Lord. Last night, I got a little ticked off, and he said, if you don't calm yourself down, <laughs> because I got to, you know, get in, in my feelings and emotions, and he said, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do this. <laughs> he said, put on some worship music and let me minister to you, because I was struggling with the word, and I was, you know, back and forth all day Saturday. I'm up, I'm down, I'm, you know, just like, God, what are you saying? What do you What do you want? You know, I'm, I'm just, just trying to, to get in the pattern of this thing. He said, the pattern of this thing? What do you mean the pattern? <laughs> he said, everything I have put in you is already there. It's time for you to begin to release it. And so, you know, when you're used to your husband doing everything and you just sit back, amen, amen. <laughs> and to have to, you know, get up and study and, you know, really get into the word. I mean, like I do it, but now I have to really, really do it, you know, because it's like you're getting ready to speak to my people. So, I don't need no little bit of tit and little bit of tat. I need you to get into my face. I need you to get into my presence. So all week I've been trying to just stay in his presence. Such a wonderful place to be. Um, and uh, so the word of the house right now is just healing. Just be healed. That's why we invite you out on Wednesday night. Um, just want to talk about the process of healing, the process of grief. Because we've all been through some things. We've lost loved ones. We've lost jobs. We haven't gotten our job back. We're having issues, you know, whether or not our employers will call us back. It's been a lot going on through this pandemic and just through life. 
you just look at the world issues that are going on, the collapse of a con um, condominium in Florida, how tragic that is. Now a hurricane is coming through. It's just every day something is, something is occurring that is kind of catastrophic. Not to mention the things that are going on in our personal lives, the things that we have to deal with daily. It gets really, really tough. So the Lord is talking about healing. That's what he's speaking to my spirit. And that's what I'm going to speak to the congregation. A few weeks ago, Elder Taylor had texted me and she said, um, are you posting that scripture or that past, that message you spoke about about three years? And I'm like, no. She goes, well, it keeps coming up. It keeps popping up on my phone. And I had actually been thinking about it, you know. And uh, Pastor had did a, a series uh, about three years ago, it was in 2019, on these passages of scripture that uh, we are now, the elders have now been coming from out of Joshua. Um, and he had spoke a word, and that thing hit me. And so that, at, during that time, you can go, I think it was YouTube and find it, because I'm not going to re-preach it. But the key verse in it was, wait until you are healed. And that thing grabbed my heart because at that time, I was going through some stuff, like we all do. I was just going through issues and my relationship with God, and I'm like, God, why, why is the cycle? Why am I in this cycle? And so like many of us, we are just like the Israelites. We've, we've been, some of us 40 years, some of us 50 years, some of us 10 years, some of us just a couple of years, but we find ourselves in this cycle. We can see the promise, but we just can't break through. What is it that keeps us from just getting into our promised land? What, what keeps us from getting to the promises of God? What keeps us from doing all that God called us to say, do, and be? But we'll have moments where we're in, that, we're, in, we're in the vein and we feel the presence of God and we're feeling good about it and we're doing what God has called us to do. But as time goes on, we just begin to lapse. We begin to, to get weary. We begin to say, oh, God's not there anymore. And God is saying this morning that I've never left, but I've transitioned and I'm waiting for you to transition with me. I'm not going to continue to stay in that same place because I'm an ever-moving God. Amen? My mercies are new every morning. So when we get up or we do the same thing over and over and over, it's just, it becomes madness. God has said, I've moved from that blessing. I'm over here now. But we want to see the repetitive. We want to that good feeling. We want that good word. We want that, that song that just, just gets to us and makes us shout. And God says, I've, I've moved past that, baby. Come on. <laughs> Come on over here. So our, we serve a transition God. Amen. He does not stay in the same vein with us. And so if you're stuck this morning, understand that God has moved on. And you need to go and chase him down. You need to find him and move where he is at. So this morning, we're still going to be in Joshua. We're probably being in Joshua, but we'll be in Joshua until the Lord says move on or move forward. We'll be talking about healing until the Lord says to move on. But um, just want to talk about renewing the covenant. And this morning, especially good morning for our online visitors. If you are watching online, I just need you to get your bread and your communion ready because this sermon is not going to be long, because I really just want to take time as we uh, break bread this morning. 
as we take the, uh, the word of the Lord, as we remember what God did, what Jesus did on the cross for us. So I urge you to get your communion ready. If you don't have it in the sanctuary, just raise your hands so the ushers can give it to you. And we have fresh, fresh communion, amen, because last month I almost choked. I said, what is this? So amen, we have ordered fresh communion. So you don't, we don't have to make those faces when we are taking it this morning, hallelujah. Amen, amen. <laughs> so uh, I want you to turn with me to Joshua chapter 5. I'm going to be jumping around a little bit here. Joshua chapter 5. Elder Derek was speaking on this last week. Um, and I'm just going to hit it and I'm going to keep moving forward. But I just think there's some crucial things in there that we need to understand. In order for us to get healed, in order for us to move forward, we have to renew our covenant with God. So what a, what a beautiful morning this will be as we take communion and renew our covenant with, the, with our precious Lord. But in chapter 5, or Joshua chapter 5, verse 1 and 9, it says, As soon as all the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to the west, and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea, heard the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan for the people of Israel until they had crossed over again, till they had crossed over, their hearts melted and there was no longer any spirit in them because of the people of Israel. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives and circumcise the sons of Israel a second time. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the sons of Israel at Gibberth, Haroth, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but. And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the males of the people who came out of Egypt, all the men of war, had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come from out of Egypt. Though all the people who came out had been circumcised, yet all the people who were born on the way in the wilderness after they had come out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the people of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness until all the nations, the nation and the men of war who came out of Egypt perished because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. Hmm. The Lord swore to them that he would not let them see the land and that the Lord had sworn to their fathers to, get, that the Lord, Lord had sworn to their fathers to give us a land flowing with milk and honey. So it was their children whom he raised up their place, in their place, that Joshua was circumcised, for they were uncircumcised, because they had not been circumcised on the way. When the circumcision of the whole nation was finished, they remained their place in the camp until they were healed. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. And so the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to his word. Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord. Father God, I totally empty myself to you, Father God. I have nothing to say, God. I am just a vessel, Father God, that I open up to you to pour into me, Father God. Father God, I ask that you just set our minds and hearts on this word, Father God, for it is pertinent for our healing for our hearing, Father God, it is with instructions, God, that we must carry out. So we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So 
Here we are, just take yourselves back to this scene. The Israelites have crossed over Jericho. They've crossed over to the Jordan. <laughs> What's the name of the river? Jordan, okay. They've crossed over um, and they've moved and now they're sitting in camp. And the first thing God tells them is circumcise again. This morning, I'm telling you, God is telling us circumcise again. Do another circumcision. Now, we know what circumcision is. We know that it is the, the removing of the foreskin from the male. That's where life comes from, amen? That's where birth, that's the seed. That's the seed that impregnates a woman and gives the woman a child. So God is saying, I want to bring life back, and I don't want anything to hinder that. So circumcision was um, started back, way back in Abraham's day. It was a covenant sign that they were the people of God. And so this morning, I just tell our men that, you know, I know your, your leader, your male leader is, is, is not here anymore. But God is saying for you to rise up. Amen? God wants men in this house. God wants to see strong, healthy, vibrant, spiritual men in this house. And I want to see that too. I don't want, to, I don't want a house that's swayed to the feminine side. Oh, no, not at all. I want, I want the brothers to stand. I want the brothers to rise. I want the brothers to come full force with what God has called them to do, to be and become. Amen? Because there is a host of people getting ready to enter into this place that God has assigned. And our men and our women also need to be ready. So we understand circumcision in the form of its natural. But when we look at circumcision of the heart, we have to turn over to Colossians. And it's in chapter, let me get there. In order for God to restore us, there has to be a circumcision. There has to be a breaking, a cutting away. I got too many tabs going on here. <laughs> Sorry. I should have put some. I'm getting there. <laughs> this is Pastor Bible. He has so many tabs in here. Okay, wait, what we got going on here? It's, uh, <laughs> here we go. Okay. So in order for us to understand that we are a called people, we are marked by God. And so when we invite Christ into our hearts, we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior. We have, we have invited him to take residence. We have invited him to come and to rule and to reign. Amen? And oftentimes, we take over the spirit that is within us. We start running our own lives, and that's when we get into, into trouble. But when you look at Colossians verse 2 and 11, it says, In him also you were circumcised with circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power of through the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. What that verse is saying is that that circumcision takes place in your heart. The circumcision of the heart is what the Spirit of God is wanting to do today, what the Spirit of God is wanting to continue to do today. Like I said, about three years ago, I was really, really um, struggling with some things, and this word really began to, to, um, really began to pierce my heart, and I was like, God, let me see, three years ago, I would have been 57. I'm 57 years old, and why am I still, like, you know, 
They were in there 40 years. Here I am, 57, still dealing with things, the reproach of Egypt, the reproach of my past, and wondering, you know, God, when, when am I going to get healed? And God simply said to me, when you surrender is when you will get healed. Because there were things in my life that I just simply enjoy. There are things in your life that you just simply enjoy. I mean, sin is fun, you know, most times, as long as there's no consequences attached. But I just, there were just things that would go through my mind and things that I would do. Time that I should be spending with God and stop sitting in front of the TV, stop scrolling through Facebook, stop doing the things that were just absolutely feeding nothing but my flesh. And so God, I just began to just just push in more to God. And then I just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm good, God. I'm going to allow you to go ahead and do what, I need, what you need to do. So this has been a three-year process for me. And I, I literally just laid on the table and said, God, circumcise me. Whatever is not like you, God, whatever I need to do, however I need to do it, go ahead and remove those things from me. And so it's been a three-year process, and I feel like I'm finally beginning to heal because it wasn't like, you know, okay, I'm going to take that habit away from you. I'm going to take this from you. I'm going to take, and then you're done because the enemy is going to come back at you. Amen. Anytime you hurt yourself, anytime you fall, anytime you scrape your skin, especially as a kid, you would pick at it. You would pick at the scab, pick at the scab, and it would never heal correctly. And you would, uh, I can show you marks on me right now. I'm sure you all have marks on you right now from where you didn't allow the wound to heal properly. God's saying, I want, I, want to, I want to heal you, but I want it to be healed properly. And in order for us to do that, it's going to take a sacrifice. It's going to take you sitting down. It's going to take you meditating. It's going to take you understanding the precepts of God. And so I was willing to do that, and I'm still willing to do that. Believe me, every morning I'm circumcising something because my brain or my thoughts have gone somewhere. And so it's a continual process. It's not like abracadabra, it's over. Because the enemy is always going to come back, and he's going to come back seven times to, to try and, and, and draw you back into those sins, draw you back into that place. And so this morning, we as a house of God are just, we're sitting right at the bank, amen? God has said, I have called pastor home, but boy, did I leave you all with some instructions through him. I left you with everything. Even though you're broken, even though you're wandering, even though you're, you're, your hands are up, like, what do we do? Where do we go from here? He says, right now, I need you to cross over because I need you to get out of Kadesh Burnham and start entering into Canaan. I need you to descend. That's what Jordan means. I need you to descend into the Jordan and cross over because there's a place in which I need to set you apart, a place where I need to get you. So wherever your, your Canaan may be, it's your closet, your bedroom, whatever, get into that place. Go into that place with God and make sure that the distractions of the world are away from you. The reason they couldn't really, you know, there were, there were 12 spies sent over and only two came back. Caleb and Joshua came back with a good report, but everybody else listened to the 10. Everybody else listened to the majority. Sometimes you need to cut off the majority. Sometimes you need to cut off familiarity. Sometimes you're going to have to cut off friends. You're going to have to cut off relationships that are blocking you from getting, getting to that place with God. 
So as we sit here, I've heard the questions and I've asked the questions. So what, why, how, and where are we gonna, how are we gonna get this done, God? Um, we're right here at the embarkment and, and several, um, we've had all the teachings, but how do we put actions to it? And God says, to get, he said, gather together and heal. Begin to heal, begin to mourn, begin to, to ask the questions, begin to draw, build relationships between us. This pandemic has separated us, separated us. We don't know who's still at the church, who's still a member, who's not, because we've been so separated. But God is saying to, today, I want to heal you. I want to heal you as a whole. I want to heal you as a congregation. So the what is very, very simple. You know, God doesn't make anything complicated. Sin is what makes it complicated. So we, we think, you know, oh my gosh, I got to give up these cigarettes. I got to give up this joint. I got to give up this woman. I got to do this. I got to do that. See, that's because you've enticed your appetite for the things that are not of God. And so really it's very simple. We need to cross over. That's where our healing is. We simply need to start making forward motion and be able to cross over the Jordan. Not just some of us, but all of us. When you look at the instructions, Jacob, um, Joshua had told them, go, and he spoke to the men, to the men, go get your families, go get, go get the, the nations, go get your people, and gather them together, because we're getting ready to move. And when we get, when we get ready to move, we don't need anyone lagging behind. We need all there. And so they gathered the, 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 the family. There was millions of them, y'all. It was, it was a ton of people. And they gathered at the bank. And the instructions were, as the Levitical priest held up the Ark of the Covenant, he said, keep your eye, not on the Levitical priest, but keep your eye on the Ark. And we know the Ark was the presence of God. Keep your eyes on the presence of God. Keep your eyes on the ark. And when they begin to move, you wait until they get ahead of you so you will always have a view of them. We need to let, allow God to get ahead of us. We need to allow the spirit to get ahead of us so that we always have a view. His scripture says new mercies every morning. Are you getting up and looking for the new mercy? Or are you just going off of what was yesterday? God says... Stay, let me stay in front of you. Keep your eyes on me, and I will help you cross over. So as soon as they began to cross over, the Jordan River backed up. It stopped. It ceased. It, it separated and gave them a path to, to cross over. I'm telling you, once you make the decision and the choice to trust God, oh, he will, he will take the reproach from you. He will take your enemies from you. Now, it's your choice on whether or not you go back and engage in it. But he will take it away from you. So don't, don't, don't cross over and keep looking back like uh, um, whose wife? Lot's wife who wanted to just say, you know what, I, I kind of miss this place. And she looked back and turned to a pillar of salt because she had connections there, because she was caught up in the lifestyle there. God is saying, I don't want want to to give you a reprobate mind I don't want to have to turn my my eyes away from you I don't want to I want you to keep walking keep coming forward keep moving so the what is that we simply need to cross over amen then the why the why is very it's just very simple the promises of God are in Canaan 
the promises of God, the things that God wants you to do, whether it's start a business, amen, whether, it, whether it's a new job, whatever it is, a home, all the things that God has promised you, they're across. They're in Canaan. That's where their location is. Canaan is a place of blessings. It's a place of promise. So we've got to get to Canaan. It's simply the why is it's the promises where the blessings of God are. Then, the, then it's the how. And the how is very simple. The how is just by following the lead of the Holy Spirit and our leaders, our elders, our ministers, our pastors, following their lead. Not that they're so special, but they're the ones that are laying before you, laying before God, pressing on, trying to get uh, the, the now of God and moving forth so that we can lead the congregation to, what, to, where, it was, to where, where it needs to be. And so as we've taken this big shock, this big shaking of losing our pastor, God is saying, I don't need a man to lead you. My spirit leads you. And my spirit resides in all men who have accepted me as their personal Lord and Savior. So the Ark of the Covenant round rests in each and every one of our hearts because that's where the spirit of God lives. And that's what we have to do. Trust our hearts. Trust his heart. Even if we can't see his hand, trust his heart. And so um, the, the how is just, you know, the meaning, it just means how are we going to do it? How? how how or what manner is this going to be? And God says, until you're healed. Just get over there, take the cut, and, and rest and get healed, and I will show you. So many of us are like, you know, we knew the brink. We're at the brink. We want this to happen. We want that to happen. We've heard the vision of the house. And God says, before I release the blessings, I need you to heal. I need you to, to be okay. So the where is very simple, but it's, it's, it's one of the most challenging ones because the where takes place in our heart. The where it takes place in the release. The where is our hearts, the circumcisions, the circumcision, the giving up of those things that we have attached ourselves to, to giving up of those spirits that are lingering inside of us, the giving up of those habits the way we talk, the way we act, the way we react to each other. God is saying, it's really simple. All you have to do is just submit to me and, and let the circumcision begin. So we are in a position to be blessed by God. Amen. We are in the position to where God is wanting to bless us as a house, wanting to bless churches, wanting to reunite his church. I keep saying it over and over, and I'm going to keep singing this song this pandemic is simply the voice of God saying, you know what? Get outside of this house. I'm shutting them down. I'm shutting the brick and mortars down because we have got so caught up in tradition in doing what we know that we get comfortable in it. We come in, we sing our songs, we shout, we hear a good word, we, we get happy, we get our little feel good on, we come in and smoke our little spiritual crack pipes, like, oh, the Lord is good, and we do all of that. And then we go outside of the building and we wait till next Sunday to come get our hit. God is like, I want to hit you every day. I want to be with you every day. I, wanna, I want you to experience me every day. There are blessings that we have just walked right on by because of the fact that we weren't even in a spiritual mindset. 
There are blessings when you are driving, blessings when you're at the grocery store, blessings on your job. And if your mind is so caught up on who she thinks she is, nah, 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 and you're going in there with such a nasty attitude, God is like, well, all right, well, we'll just put that blessing away until you're ready. But God wants us to get ready for the supernatural, for the now blessings of God. Amen? So God is just telling us this morning, get ready. See, God worked in the past when he brought, brought Egypt, brought the Israelites out of enslavement. And trust me, when they came across, um, when they made that journey, they, some of them were excited. They were very excited. But because of the voice of 10 men, they just disregarded everything God had. They built calves. They did this. They whined about going back to Egypt. They whined about the manna. So for 40 years, because the, the spies were told to go over for 40 days and check it out. <laughs> and they came back with attitudes and we can't do this. 40 years, God let them wander. I don't want to be one of those that never gets to see the promise. Amen? I don't want to be that person. I want to be that person that gets to experience life and life more abundantly. I want to be one of those that cross over. I'm going to take the circumcision. I hope that you will too. And I want to get healed so God can give us the blessings. So we can't look back at our past. We can't look back at past blessings, past, you know, experiences with God. God says, I'm working right now. I'm here. My spirit is here, and I am in the now. So what that really is saying is that God needs our temples clean. Amen? I don't care what you're going through. Divorce, fornication, drugs. Bring, just bring it all. Bring, bring your mess to the altar, amen? God loves the smell of flesh. He loves the smell of our stench. When we sacrifice it on the altar, he's going to burn it up. He's going to allow his spirit to come in and purify us. So God is saying, I am working in the now. We need to get in the now. We can't, okay, let me see. This is how I did it before. This is a song I was singing when the Lord showed up. No, God says, I'm doing a new thing. And in order for us to be in the now, we have got to get our hearts prepared for the now. We cannot wait another moment. God says, I can't come and rest on a heart that is, that is double-minded. I can't rest on a place where there is no room for me. So you can't ask the Spirit of God to come in, rest, bless you, do this, this, and that. But in the back closet, you got your stuff. God is like, no, I want you to clean it up. I want you to clean your heart because I'm ready to come into the now. I'm ready to do things for you that you have no idea. And this is what he's saying to the house. This is what he's saying to the churches. That's why he took us outside. He says, my church needs to get outside, get back into the community, get back to where I am working. If we stay in this house, we will never see what God is doing outside. So we have put in place programs to help the homeless, programs to help our teens, programs to help people. But we've got to get out of the house. It's not for the elders and the ministers and the deacons to do it by ourselves, but it takes the entire body. So this morning, as we get ready to go to the table and get ready to take communion, I want you to literally, literally bring those things that are not of God to the forefront of your mind right now, those habits, because we're getting ready to do a sacrifice this morning. For those of you watching online, get your, your communion ready. 
whether it's orange juice and bread, apple juice and bread, it doesn't have to be grape juice. The significance is in the act. So this morning, as we get ready to go before the Lord, as we begin to remember that he is the one, the ultimate, the ultimate sacrifice, the one who circumcised himself for our sins, <laughs> our sins, our wrongdoings, our attitudes, everything we are going through, God is saying this morning, the price has been paid. Realign yourselves. Renew the covenant. Circumcise your hearts this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. As we get ready to go into our communion service this morning, if you have your elements, if you would please stand. Amen. This is a holy moment. We just want to consecrate ourselves before the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. God, we love you. We worship you this morning, God. Father God, we thank you that we have found favor in your sight. That you love us so much. It's unbelievable, God. When I think of the love you have for me, such a wretch undone. But you call me holy. You say I have your favor. You say I am blessed. God, you love us more than we love ourselves. So God, help us to start seeing ourselves through your eyes, God. Through the sacrifice of your son's shed blood on Calvary. You want to do great things in this place, God. And even now, Father God, you're, you're telling us, Father God, you're speaking to us individually and just saying, I'm here. I'm here. So God, as we learn, Father God, to not only circumcise, but to sit and to heal so that you can perfect the gifts, Father God, that the gifts can be used properly, that the gifts bring edification to you, so that when we were healed and we go back into our workplaces, our homes, God, people will see the Spirit of God over us. We won't be looking for the applause, God, but the applause will go to you. The praises will go to you, Father God, because you're the one that sacrificed your life on Calvary. So we bless you this morning. Amen, amen.